everybody and welcome back to justice or society in conversation a youth-led magazine where we talk about important social issues to raise awareness i'm jasmine the host of this podcast and today we are joined by jess and mandy from the too much podcast how are you guys awesome (laughs) thank you for having us Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so i guess just to start would you guys like to introduce yourselves a little Okay, well, I'm Jess and one half of Too Much with Jess and Mandy. Uh, Mandy and I have a podcast that we release every week about everything society, culture. We talk about intersectional feminism. We talk about veganism. We talk about all of life's issues and controversial topics um, in a very unapologetic way. And yeah, we're super happy to be here. I'm a photographer and I graduated with a Bachelor of Commerce from my university a year ago. Um, I'm a vegan and yeah that's a little bit about me. Yes and I'm Mandy the other half of Too Much. Um, Jess and I met through Instagram. Uh, I have been a pretty passionate animal activist and vegan for many years now. Um, that's kind of what led me to um, explore other important issues like feminism and gender equality, like we'll be talking about today. Um, so yeah, we met through Instagram and decided to start our own podcast so we could talk about all of the things that we care so much about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess just to get started, um, what are your thoughts on the patriarchy and gender in- like in- inequality? Because patriarchy is a really big topic, but you know, in specific gender inequality. Yeah, the patriarchy <laughs> is just a whole thing. Where um, to begin? <laughs> I know, where do we begin? Um, I mean, I hate it. I'm actively trying to dismantle it with every ounce of my being. Um, And that's a lot of what we talk about on our podcast is how there is a system present that where men hold the power, social, economic, political power uh, globally. And it exists as much today as it did in the 17th century beginning of time literally essentially (laughs) the beginning of time it's always been present and yeah so we're actively fighting against that all the time um because we don't believe any of the lies that society has been telling us for the last several centuries (laughs) anything to add um yeah, I think you covered it all. I guess what we try to do, we try to really exaggerate on the importance of being a feminist in this day and age, especially because like just touched on um, uh, sexism and the patriarchy is still very present and rampant, even in today's age. I think a lot of people think that we left um, sexism and feminism, we left sexism behind and that feminism is not needed, um, you know, back when women were, um, stay at home, you know, housewives in the fifties. Um, but it's still extremely, um, prevalent today in, in almost kind of hidden ways. The patriarchy is like 
very much laced into every little thing mm-hmm. in all of our lives, really, men and women and all those in between. Um, so that's my thoughts on the patriarchy. It, it's, yeah. it's very, it's very unavoidable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely tied into, it's, it's tied into capitalism and white supremacy as well. It's a very mm-hmm. interconnected issue. Um, so if you're talking about one thing, you're talking about everything. And so what I think we've been trying to really dive into um, lately and talk about is intersectionality as a whole. And um, because throughout history, we've been forgetting about indigenous women and black women and queer women and trans women and all of these other women and gender nonconforming people who don't look like us or who we can't seem to not be able to relate to. Um, So that's a big part of it as well is I think there's a huge misunderstanding of what feminism means. It's become a dirty word and it will have a different definition for everyone, but it's essentially regaining our, I don't want to say regaining. It's not about having equal power to men because in that sense, like um, Facebook, see, I was just reading this one book. It's called Feminism for the 99%. And in it, they talk about Cheryl Sandberg. She's Facebook COO. And she was saying that essentially we should be striving for more women in the workplace to be equal to men in the workplace. But that's not what we're going for because those white upper-class women are just like, oh, well, I want to oppress other humans just like men do. You know, I want to exploit other humans for their labor just like men do. That's not what we're going for. We're going for more of an an equity thing where Mm -hmm. no humans are exploited. No one has to experience gendered violence or anything like that. Um, So, yeah, it's really for everyone. And it's not just a bunch of crazy bra burning hippies like some people, (laughs) old crusty people still think. Yeah, I definitely, I hear a lot um, of like, oh, feminism is about women wanting to be better than men, but Mm -hmm. that's not what it is, right? Um, You know, when we're talking about equality, even if you give, you know, whichever groups are intertwined, whatever topic you're talking about, an equal amount of whatever, again, you're talking about, um, the individuals themselves, if, you know, say, oh, actually, have you guys seen the the photos of like there will be three individuals and they're standing in front of like a football game except you know one's like really short one's like a medium height and then one's like super tall yeah um, and yeah and it's like uh, I think a lot of people use that to explain equality and equity and you know when you're talking about equity you would obviously give the shortest person the highest stool so you know mm-hmm. like on top it would be pretty even um and you would do the same for that whereas for like equality you wouldn't do that you would give them the same size stool because of other um perhaps issues or um you know things that they may be lacking or do not have access to it's still very unfair um and so i definitely think it's a really misconstrued definition um and you know like i mean there are definitely people who use feminism as a word um and claim themselves a feminist and uh you know, they really do the whole women are better thing. And unfortunately, that has definitely, like you said, dirty the word, um, even mm-hmm. though it's not necessarily what it means. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think being a feminist 
or I think a lot of people think being a feminist means that you hate men. Um, and I think a lot of being a feminist is also recognizing that men benefit from feminism too. Men need feminism too. You know, it's why men feel like they can't talk about their feelings. It's why um, they feel a need to bottle things up. It's why they feel like they can't dress a certain way or look a certain way or do a certain job, uh, like dancing or whatever, being a makeup artist. Um, so I think if we all embraced our feminine side more, it would it would just benefit us all. And it would help, you know, with men um, embrace feminism more, it would help women be, you know, be seen as more equal. And like, when we express our feelings, we're not seen as like, um, aggressive or opinionated. Um, because if we all did the things, those kinds of things, um, it would just help us be seen as more equal, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Treated <clears throat> the way that men are treated, in a sense. Like, mm -hmm. that's another huge piece of the patriarchy, just one of its little, um, one of the pieces of it is that anything feminine, anything deemed feminine is like, it's like your pussy. Like it's like weak, yeah. embarrassing, weak. Yeah. That's why the arts don't get as much notability as the as sports and things like that. That's why they don't get as much funding. That's why when we watch movies with women who act certain ways, we laugh at them, we ridicule them. Um, or anyone, any man who is flamboyant or feminine. It's like a joke. And that extends to queer people as well like you're essentially making someone's existence into a punchline mm -hmm. and that's not okay like that just tells you that you don't respect them as a human being um the standard for a human isn't a white man but that's what it is in our society and that's what we're trying to change is that's not the universal human experience is not being a white man mm -hmm. um it's and then making fun of everyone else who even slightly deviates from that standard. Yeah, definitely. I think that a lot of roles that we had before have just been shifted to, um, you know, something that is still the same, but in like a whole different font. And I think that we still really, really need to do a lot of work. I think that a lot of people think we're progressing and, you know, this is the age for change. Um, but I think there's still a lot to do there for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's 2020, but when you have, you know, before COVID, when you had Christmas with your family, who was in the kitchen doing the work? Most people are going to say, oh, well, all the women are doing the work. In my family, all the women are busting their asses in the kitchen and the men are sitting doing nothing. Um, and that's not the case for everyone. Um, but that, that is the majority of cases for most people in the Western world, I would say. Um, women are still doing mass amounts of emotional labor in their relationships. Women are doing physical labor. Women are child rearing and then expected to take care of that child more than their husband. Like the whole thing with the patriarchy is that it sets the bar so low for men. 
like we recorded an episode where I remember I was talking about a barbecue. Like if you picture a very white suburban family barbecue, the woman is busting her ass. She's making the roast. She's making the potato salad. She's inviting everyone. She's decorating. She's cleaning the whole house for days. Um, Mm -hmm. She's making sure the kids are good and dressed nicely. And then her husband grills the meat and everyone is like, yay wow like you're so amazing you're so helpful to your wife like men do the bare minimum and get applauded for it and women are expected to do the most all the time so that's another huge piece of it too is um it's still so present like tell me that you don't try to have intellectual conversations with your boyfriend and he just can't like tell me that your boyfriend isn't cheating on you like tell me that you're not cooking and cleaning in your home and your boyfriend is playing xbox like tell me that's not the case yeah doing the majority of it even Mm -hmm. i think another really good example of how uh sexism is still very uh prevalent in this day and age um is that kamala harris just got voted in as the vice president in the states and she's the first woman ever in 200 plus years um which is just, I think that alone is such a big statement. Um, and I think it's quite naive and hilarious to think that people would think that uh, sexism no longer exists or that we don't need feminism um, just based on that fact alone, even. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, and I guess to bring up another example is the STEM field, right? Um, I think it's a pretty popular example that a lot of people use, but um, just like the tone and the speech in which I use, like, I find that women or girls will, a lot of the time, they'll be like, oh, in my opinion, or, you know, I just think, or, um, you know, this is just what I have learned, you know, let me know if you have anything else you want to add to it. Um, and then men are just like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the way that plays out, um, especially in the STEM field, I I find anyways, is that a lot of men, you know, talk over women and they cut them off so much. Actually, I remember in class, we were talking about this. um, And the ironic part was uh, the boys in our class were talking it over us while we were talking about this topic, um, ironically. And (laughs) so ever so present for sure. Um, And that translates to a lot of things too, you know, once a woman doesn't use, you know, those tones or those um, types of speech, you know, they're seen as rude and very bossy, very bitchy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then when a man, like when a man does it, it's, oh, they're so logical. They're so, um, you know, smart. They're so, they they have, you know, they have their shit together kind of thing. Um, And I mean, well, words you know there's context to it and I think that a lot of people are like oh it's just a little thing it's a huge thing um and that's definitely something to consider as well yeah I've seen so many TikToks of women who are like in STEM and they're on Zoom calls and they record them and you can see like live and in person that their male classmates are talking over them all the time and we also have to remember that when the same sort of things happen to people of different genders or races that it means something different when it happens to that person Mm -hmm. like if a man interrupts me that is so that carries so much more weight than when I interrupt a man which people 
I know think is absolutely ridiculous, but we have current affairs and historical context to tell us why that matters because I've been oppressed and they haven't, (laughs) they hold the power. Um, So yeah, I remember um, this is actually controversial right now, but white fragility by Robin DiAngelo. Um, You know, I did read her book and I liked it and found it helpful. She was saying that a really big learning curve for her was when one of her black female mentors told her, Robin, you're, you're interrupting me, something like that. And Robin didn't realize what she was doing. And she said, when you, as a white woman, interrupt me as a black woman, that's racist. If I interrupted you, it wouldn't carry the same weight. Mm-hmm. So that's a really big piece is we can't all just do all these different things and they mean the same thing it doesn't make yeah yeah definitely I think um a popular uh sort of phrase that has been used is um I mean by men ironically is, <laughs> oh the rules have been like you know what if the rules were reserved like were, oh my goodness what if the rules were reversed yeah. and it's like they have been that is why when we say kill all men it does not hold you know, we're not legitimately saying kill all men. It is a phrase for us to take back what has been taken from us. And, you know, this goes for, you know, anything for like racial contexts or racial issues and all those sorts of things as well. It's the roles have been reversed and that's why um, certain things hold weight and you can't just throw words around and call it a day because it's not really how it works. Um, And, you know, there's also the fact that like, I think, a lot of it is unconscious, right? Obviously, because the patriarchy completely supports um, all of these different issues, it's so ingrained in a lot of us that you have to take a lot of time to unlearn this stuff, unlearn and process and um, catch your phrasing. Like, for example, um, the term like females instead of women, I find myself saying females and men, you know, the two words instead of saying women and men. And I have to catch myself so much. Um, and it's very ingrained. And I think that you know, there's a lot of reflecting to do. It's not, it's never as simple as like, oh, you know, it's just sort of, you know, something that I've been saying. So I'm just not going to take the time to change it. You have to, otherwise Mm -hmm. nothing's going to change. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You had some notes about, um, why am I forgetting the word right now, Jessica? Uh, oh, internalized sexism, Mm -hmm. um, fancy word for it would be internalized misogyny I guess Mm -hmm. um and that's something I'm actively learning to change still um it's very much you know women or girls saying I'm not like the other girls or which in you know just in that sentence you're kind of putting down other women um saying I'm not like the other girls or I'm just one of the boys or you know women basically doing things to kind of Uh, meet up to men's approval Um, or even little things like I found when I was younger I would kind of pretend to hate pink or pretend to hate girly Mm -hmm. things um, just because that made me seem like I wasn't one of the other girls and that just kind of reinforces the facts that um, you know we our society thinks that femininity is bad Um, so it's, it's really, you know, I think we think that men can be sexist to women, women can be sexist to men. Um, 
but uh, women can kind of not be feminists by accident because it's so ingrained in us. Um, because like we were saying, we live in a patriarchy where, uh, yeah, that's just what happens. And it's very hard to navigate uh, and catch yourself day, day by day too. Like, of course we both identify as feminists, but I find myself still doing it in little different ways. Mm-hmm. And why would we be, why would we think that being girly is a good thing when we've been told our whole lives that being girly and feminine is something to, to not be proud of and something to be embarrassed about? Um, the worst thing you could ever say to a guy is that he's girly or feminine or something like that. They take it. So, you know, the male ego is something, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. I think two examples that come to mind too is, um, first of all, Visco Girls. Um, you know, I think there's been a little bit of conversation about it, but a lot of people, I think, during the pandemic, because, you know, everybody's online, they're on TikTok, um, they were all like, why did we hate Visco Girls so much? Like, they were just doing their thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't really harming anybody. Um, and it was just literally hating on girls who were just being themselves. And I thought that was an interesting thing to bring up as well and second um thing that also came to mind is um I personally anyways when I was younger and we would watch movies um and you know there would be these like girl characters that would everybody would hate on um and then you know you re-watch the movie now that you're older and it's like oh <laughs> internalized misogyny you know <laughs> I don't actually hate the character um I know people were talking about oh, I haven't watched it but Ala um and I believe Azula I think there was a little example there um they were talking about how oh you know like you she was literally just trying to relate to whatever the character plot was um and you know this other male character um did the same and but she was hated on um and was called clingy and whiny and you know the entire fandom hated her and this happens for a lot of movies um and a lot of shows and I think you know, it's so internalized, you don't realize it until someone actively says it or brings it up. So yeah, I think another good example is in music, even like there was that whole controversy when WAP came out with Megan Thee Stallion and uh, Cardi B. Um, You know, they're talking about women's sexuality and really embracing it. And they're getting so much backlash for it. And it's like, we could go on and name thousands of rappers and male artists and songs about male sexuality and nobody batted an eye. Um, I think even Taylor Swift is a really good example of that too, because she's very like good girl, very girly country girl. Um, And I feel like everyone's just bashed on her forever for like doing something simple. It's like having a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's just a huge double standard. For sure. Yeah, and especially for movies too. Like I remember watching movies with other people and and it's just so normalized to be like, oh, she's so annoying. Oh, she's so like, oh, she's so high-pitched. Like, oh, she, like I've never, ever, I don't care what anyone says. I've never heard anyone speak about men or male characters in movies that way. Um, usually if they don't have anything nice to say, they don't say anything at all if and then if the guy is like usually what will happen is he will just be a 
total loser and still land the hottest most accomplished intelligent woman in the movie like that doesn't no like I want to say that doesn't happen in real life but it does does. (laughs) um so yeah like we have to be so uh aware of the way that we talk about women and because yes we are so programmed to judge other women all the time because it's so much easier to pit women against each other because then we'll never realize who the real enemy is if women are busy fighting themselves and their man cheats and then they get mad at the other woman the man is gets off scot-free like that's how the system is designed so yeah like you were saying visco girls and tumblr girls and sex workers and cam girl like all these women who we look down on like we're we all exist under patriarchy we're all just trying to get from one day to the next as long as someone isn't harming another person or like actively oppressing women like we just really have to let women be like let them do their thing we're all trying to get by in one way or another um and odds are if you have a thought about someone that isn't very nice that's that's a you thing you need to interrogate that in yourself um because yeah, I, I remember so many times tearing down women in my mind and thinking I was that I was not like other girls. And um, that was just internalized misogyny at its finest. So yeah, we need to support other women and be there for other women all the time. Definitely such a common trope in media is, I mean, like you were saying, this really intelligent, this really headstrong, um, you know, boss girl in the movie, um well I mean you know I'll, I'll use like a spy movie for example you know they'll be like the CEO they'll be like going at it and then um they'll meet this guy and then they'll have like a whole like enemies to lover but then ultimately the girl um you know submits and it's like you know <laughs> a, little, a little something off there you know um and it's just it's played so many times and you know it's still so popular um and it's like definitely portraying that oh women are submissive um which I mean is clearly obviously not a good one to play out um and you know something that I see too is uh, with the rise of like talking about these social issues um you know sometimes I'll see things about how oh I'm not going to like you know I am single I don't need man whatever but the way that they go about it is they'll go and put other women down who do have child like children or you know, are married or whatever. Um, And I think that, you know, a better alternative would obviously be to boost each other up. Um, And unfortunately, that's just sort of how we were pitted against each other. But that's definitely something to talk about as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it just comes down to like, our own autonomy and having choice over our bodies when it comes to birth control, when it comes to having children, getting pregnant, having abortions. It's all down to like very basic human rights. And, and I think the biggest theme in feminism for me and, and both of us, I think, is um, we all just, all women should have a choice to do whatever the hell they want with like whatever in their life, whatever situation it is. We should just always have a choice because we're humans. Like I think a lot of um, the situations that we are put in and judged for when we make certain decisions um, 
those aren't even questions for men. Those aren't even, uh, men aren't even criticized for choices like that. Um, so yeah, I think the biggest thing in feminism for me is just having a choice with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have kids, there's a problem. If you don't have kids, there's a problem. Uh, if you have an abortion, there's a problem. If you don't have an abortion, there's a problem. If you're a housewife, there's a problem. If you have a successful nine to five, there's a problem. If you're an entrepreneur who doesn't have time for your family, there's a problem. Like men are just expected to be shitty at having families, <laughs> but women could never. <laughs> and yeah, what you were saying about like, the critique of modern day housewives and things like that. I remember thinking like, oh, everyone should, everyone should strive for more. Everyone should be like me. Like, but for some women, what really fulfills them is having a family and staying home with that family. And there it's two sided. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, the whole point is that I don't want women to be in oppressive situations. So if you are in like this um, equitable relationship with a partner who is not actively oppressing you and brings you up and like, that's one thing. But if you're a stay at home mom and all of the emotional and physical labor is unloaded onto you at the end of the day, I'm not going to have any ill thoughts about that woman, but I don't want her to be in a situation where she's essentially being taken advantage of because of patriarchy and um, especially obviously in heterosexual very like binary man-woman relationships Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's where it becomes hard but you never want to critique what the woman is doing because they didn't decide that for themselves we we didn't ask to be um, oppressed so why should we be uh, demeaning women who are, you know, being really affected by the system? Um, and not everyone has the privilege to break out of those situations and make their own decisions. Some people can't re- leave abusive relationships because for fear of being killed. Like there's a lot of things where women don't have a choice and that's the problem and we can't point fingers at other women and say that you're not doing feminism right that is totally the the opposite of what we want to do yeah yeah and I guess um that goes in you know connection with like the mother monster binary um you know to a certain extent uh I've seen the mother monster binary also include like the stepmom like the evil stepmom sort of thing um apparently the original fairy tale for Cinderella and um wasn't really that I was a stepmom it was really just like a mom but and I don't really know how I feel about it exactly because I don't know all the nuances of it but I do remember thinking that I mean it's sort of a sorry I lost track of thought it's okay um, what was I thinking <laughs> this happens often on our show too <laughs> yeah Okay. I totally know what you mean though. Like if I can butt in, like I just had this thought as the as soon as you were saying that, that it's always this like simple, loving country father who can't take care of the 
ranch on his own or he dies or something and this bitchy evil woman steps in which is I'm sorry the opposite of real life like no that's that's those are storylines that have been developed by white fucking men from Europe like they've made this and yeah anyway yeah I was just gonna say too um I was just thinking like I don't know if it's the entire point of like you know uh, that topic but I do feel like sort of having that line you know uh first of all it, it both kind of puts the pressure on staying in a relationship that perhaps is not so great although you know in Cinderella's case her mom just died sorry Cinderella but (laughs) you know in her case there was that but like it definitely reinforces the whole oh you know stay relationship and it's very much centered on the woman you know and uh but then at the same time it also makes all stepmoms seem very bad and you know nonetheless I'm sure there are like bad stepmoms but it's such an overused trope that it's very much like harmful to um I think stepmoms and anything like that so yeah yeah it certainly paints a picture of a conniving woman mm-hmm. who just that typical very stereotypical idea that we have of women are we always have we're so pitted against each other and we are all jealous and um we oh what's that word it's um it's sort of like you nitpick other things about other women like you're so shallow yeah kind of very critical and like um and shallow in a way um and so consumed with someone else's looks and that they look younger and better than you um again like I mean all those stories are so problematic like everyone's kissing everyone without consent and the original (laughs) stories there was like sexual assault that they glossed over for the Disney versions like they're very much exactly like these tropes that just don't paint a nice picture of women and the men are just these clean-cut saviors who come in at the end on a white horse or the simple loving fathers who have no responsibility and nothing that they do really matters but all of these evil stepmoms who are just consumed with ideas of beauty and um yeah and then that gets into porn and like the whole stepmom thing and porn like stepmoms are a whole thing (laughs) yeah well even discussing this I'm thinking with like the evil stepmom um I think it's funny because I would argue that more people have daddy issues than mommy issues um and that's probably because women have had the role of mother thrust upon them and we have to be quote unquote nurturing and loving and caring and all this stuff but it's just funny that yeah like you pointed out Jess it's the complete opposite of real life I mean that's why they're called fairy tales I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so oh it's a very questionable thing I think a lot of people like we were saying earlier um think that it's not that big of a deal it's a trope you know um but I think the more you like reflect on the patriarchy and the idea of patriarchy and you know sexism um, misogyny etc you start to see how these little things in the media really like combine if, if I may 
say microaggressions um in a sense sometimes um and how they're so prevalent in uh you know creating or at least making the patriarchy very strong um and these toxic gender roles which is never good i mean Mm -hmm. and we all grew up watching these movies like the things that we've been exposed to our entire lives are going to shape us as people so if we're not seeing anything like even remotely feminist we're all going to grow up with this robotic uh, misogynistic way of thinking about the world um even like yeah how how ridiculous our toys are like little girls were told that all they could do was cook and bake in their Barbie dream house and little boys were told that they could go out and explore and adventure and be successful yeah and not that there's anything wrong with either of those but it's the fact that we pointed at little girls extremely binary example and said this is what you get to do Um, boys you can do all this stuff but girls this is where it ends for you like this is and then when Barbie came out you know they made some like Barbie doctors and things like that it was just like revolutionary like this is so empowering for women they can be doctors if they want to it's like you're not getting the point but (laughs) nice try (laughs) good effort yeah but it is nine, um, so I guess we just have to end off there. It was really wonderful talking to you guys. Um, and so for our audience, uh, where can they reach you? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Too Much Podcast. Um, but more importantly, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to listen to our um, podcast. Jess, can you take the rest away because my cat's being noisy? <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, you can email us if you have any fun questions or want to send us a big paragraph, uh, the too much podcast at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram as Jessica underscore bait. Mandy is veggie Mandy. And if you like our stuff and you want to support us, we're on Patreon at uh, two underscore much. So yeah. <laughs> and with that, thank you for listening. Um, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.